Hello and welcome to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. This podcast aims to inspire every person to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life and to bring you the right information on how to do so. Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. If you are enjoying it, please hit subscribe and drop us a review. Now let's dive into the next episode. Hello, Maureen Choiga. Welcome to the podcast again today. How are you doing? Hey, Claire. How's it going? Thank you for having me. I am mighty. It's a bright morning here um, on Saturday and excited to be on the pod again. Nice, nice. Great to have you back. Um, how has your week been? Week has been really, really good. Really good. Um, yeah, very productive overall. Got lots in in terms of personal and um, professional goals. So happy out taken away. And I have a few runs coming up this weekend that I'm excited about and seeing a few friends. So how about you? Nice. Um, week has been good. Same as um, also just like feeling good. Exercise has been going good. Um, bit of running, bit of strength training, bit of yoga. Um, just like a good week overall. Good, good work-wise, productive and feeling like excited about the weekend now on a Saturday morning, feeling good. Big weekend of sport ahead. So yeah, lots, lots on lots to look forward to yeah no it's great I don't know if it makes a difference to you but the the evenings are definitely getting longer here and the mornings are getting brighter so that is putting me in really good form I love spring (laughs) everybody is saying that I feel like there's a bit of an uplift in people's energies and just like clients as well are like getting out for walks more it's easier to get out in the evenings and things like that so I feel like we're like heading into the nice part of the year now I can't believe February is nearly over yeah, I know it's mad. But even that's what you said about the the clients there. I was talking to someone the last day and they like signed up in the winter, let's say. And then they were saying how, you know, they're doing all their walks and they're getting more in now because evenings are longer. And I'm like, if you got through those tougher months, which have a lot more barriers in place in terms of weather, daylight hours and whatnot, and they managed to fit everything in, then the spring, summer is going to be a breeze. I say that all the time to people I love when clients join in like we'll say like October November and if they're getting out for their sessions in like October November December like they're just gonna love life when spring comes no stopping them (laughs) yeah yeah it gets so much easier um so yeah we're heading into the nice months now and I don't know about you but I feel like and I don't know if I think this every year but I feel like this has been like the quickest year like ever (laughs) I feel like yeah I agree I think um I think it's a sign we're getting older, Claire. That's the thing. <laughs> I know when I was when I was younger, everyone used to say, Oh, the years are flying. And I'd be like, What? And now I'm like, Oh, the years are flying. I'm saying it. I must be old. <laughs> um, maybe it's that. I d I don't know if I'm gonna agree with that. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, no, they are, they are. But I think, you know, no, right. it depends as well. You've you've had a you've had a lot of success in your year and a lot of different things on and I think that also like the time passes because you always are hitting different heights and reaching new targets and whatnot so you just see kind of your goals rather than time um, and you're kind of taking those steps so I feel like that makes time go a lot quicker yeah I I agree I agree I feel like you're always like kind of looking forward and like maybe like planning the next week and the next thing that you're doing yeah it does make things go for sure yeah. Um, well, today we are going to chat about all things nutrition and go a little bit deeper into like 
your approach in nutrition, my approach in nutrition, maybe where they where they align, maybe if there's any differences and things like that. So I think this is going to be really helpful for people just to, um, I guess, like hear our insights on things. Um, so I suppose let's get the ball rolling. And I'd love to hear more age, like what's your like overall in general approach to nutrition. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And I guess how that developed for you, like over the last number of years? Yeah, so I suppose um, it is something that I love listening to. Um, I love hearing other people talk about it. So I'm excited to get to chatting about it with you. And I suppose what you said there is how it has developed in the number of years um, is really important one for me personally, because um, anyone who knows me from a young age, I was the pickiest eater that ever walked. <laughs> um, I was a very plain eater. I didn't, my palate was not developed. I didn't like vegetables, liked fruit always, didn't like any potatoes. Um, my saving grace really at growing up was that I loved meat. Like I ate so much meat. Um, everything was plain. I couldn't have things touching like sauces. So for anyone listening with picky eaters at home that are very young um, and you're worried about them, don't, you know, keep keep trying to be patient with them and give them time because that will change over time, please God. But um, allow them to, I suppose, experience the different foods and whatnot um along the way because they don't see it and look to want it like I remember I used to watch like mom and dad eating vegetables and I'm like oh I wish I liked them but I genuinely really did not like them that's mad I'm <laughs> um, so surprised to hear that I did not know that about you and I like seeing you now like loving veg and like loving variety yeah. of things. that's so funny how long did that go on for um, all of my, all of my primary school, all of my secondary school years, probably. Um, and at the time I was playing so much sport and people used to say, how is that lady going? And I was like skin and bone, literally. Um, and people be worried, like being like, how is she able to keep up everything and not eating basically? And it wasn't like, I loved eating, but I only ate very specific things like plain brown bread that my mom made or cream crackers with no, a little bit of butter um couldn't have like butter mixed with jam yeah it was it was pretty extreme so poor mom had to make a few dinners every day in the house <laughs> but it went on probably until I started to learn and educate myself a bit more on it through exposure from being involved in teams so as I progressed through teams I suppose college and whatnot and you start kind of cooking for yourself even in college I was quite plain but I had started to venture out and I knew that food was fuel and I needed the nutrients. And that was something I was always taught, even from a young age, that, you know, if I had this type of food, it would get, make me feel better and it would be better for my overall health. But I genuinely just didn't like it at the time. So I started to kind of mess around with putting things into my own my own cooking when I was away at college, living away, um, and just kind of venture out a small bit through maybe like buying stir fries in the butchers that were already made that had minimal veg, but still had something different, you know, um, and then when I got involved with college teams and then through kind of county teams and being exposed to really good um, nutritionists, um, I started to kind of reach out to them and see how I could kind of progress it a small bit. So I always tried things. If I thought it was going to benefit me in terms of performance, I used to try it, you know. So then I started to like a lot more. And then I suppose hunger is a great sauce. So when you be away for matches and whatnot and you've no choice but to eat kind of what you've been given, I I would have eaten it and then I'd try it at home. So that kind of is where my palate, I suppose, developed and also my like awareness around what food can do for me and how I can feel if I if I do fuel myself correctly. And it wasn't just even though it started off just kind of for sport, um, it passed over into like my 
personal life and for overall health you know I just felt a lot better slept a lot better felt more energized um when I was kind of having more balanced nutrition um so right now there's probably not a lot of things that I wouldn't have um I have a very balanced approach towards nutrition and I absolutely love to make my own food I love having like a home-cooked meal or having lunch that I've prepared myself or I've got from a really high quality environment like you know someone that you know and trust to make it for you you know that sort of way and um, so right now I would say I have a very balanced approach a lot of people who know me maybe people that I work with or my friends would say would call me quite healthy but I suppose that's a very different um it has a very different meaning for a lot of people um, I tried to make in the last year I've made a conscious effort to eat like more whole foods and lower list of ingredients um, if I am buying something that is like in a packet or in a shop I try to make sure there's minimal ingredients in it um, just I've done a lot of research into I suppose looking at how that is better kind of over for our overall health but I'm not saying that I wouldn't opt for let's say a protein pudding if needs be or you know a bar of chocolate when I feel like it um, or the odd time at the weekend, I might go for a coffee and get a nice cookie with a friend. You know, I suppose it depends on what you value at the time. And if time isn't, um, if time isn't by your side, you ha- kind of have to go what's optimal and what's still, you don't want to starve. Like I would never let myself starve just because I can't home cook a meal, you know. Um, so I suppose that's kind of where I'm at at the minute. Um, and I know you know me and from following me and whatnot, you can probably see that through my, my Instagram page. Um, but quick quick and easy but still homemade that's kind of where I'm at yeah how about you Claire um but that that's just so interesting to hear your story because that's like a completely different perspective in terms of like being so picky I think that will give people hope who maybe have been picky or like you know that you can actually change that and change your taste preferences so I think that's a really good point um so for me when I was young um I was like really really health focused like like I was big into sport as well from a very young age and I was very much like and I don't know where I picked up some of these beliefs but I had like I thought certain things were not good for me and like even from a young age I was like conscious that certain things will lead to like weight gain and won't be good for performance and things like that okay that was definitely something that was like in my head from quite a young age and I was very much like I would say like like up until my early 20s I was very much a, like a clean eater like a lot of the time mm-hmm. very like health focused from a point of view of I thought it was better for me from a point of view of I thought it was better for sport but also from a point of view of I thought it was better okay. for preventing waking um so I just always remember being like a very like quote-unquote healthy eater um yeah uh, over the years and like just like kind of like n- like never going towards chocolate never going towards chips burgers takeaways like actively like like doing what I could to avoid those things because I thought they were like bad for me um and I kind of like convinced myself over the years that I didn't really like those things and like I kind of believed that I didn't really like them all that much and part of part part of that is probably because like like you know if you do have a takeaway and you do have a chipper especially like after a night out you do kind of feel like a bit Mm -hmm. crappy so I probably didn't and like those kind of things can be a bit greasier that like you would just feel a little bit better and like I guess if you have a belief that one thing's better and one thing's worse you'll probably feel a bit better when you've eaten the thing that you believe is better so I think it can 
fed into itself over the years. And was a then going through college and gaining some weight through college. Um, then I decided I was going to get some help with trying to lose weight because I had tried mm-hmm. different things myself, different fad diets, um, different Good old fad diets, uh, <laughs> fat burning pills, like juice diets, a few of those kind of really crappy things that I'd never advise anyone to try now but this was before I really had an education around nutrition so I tried a good few of those things to try and lose the weight I had gained from binge drinking and having the crack in college and I I reached out to a coach to get like help with things and like like kind of I was starting to educate myself more around nutrition as well myself at that stage and it was then I kind of like really got an understanding for nutrition and it was then (laughs) funnily enough when I was like embarking on a weight loss journey and when I had kind of lost weight, that was when I started to know that like I can eat whatever I want and like I don't need to be fearing chocolate. I don't need to be fearing like a burger and chips. Like, I, you know, I can have the things that like mm-hmm. actually that I did actually find, find out that I enjoyed. So I think going on that journey gave me a lot more like food freedom. And yeah. I guess I'm at the stage now where obviously I'm quite educated in the area of nutrition. I've done the certification and things like that. And I guess I'm very much of the approach of like eat mostly whole foods. So like you were saying, there's yourself like things that don't have a lot of ingredients. So like loads of fruit, loads of veggies, loads of good quality proteins, lots of good quality carbohydrates. So very much whole food based, but then having the bit of what I fancy when I want it as well, like as you said, like, you know, not having loads of processed foods because we know that's not going to be good for us. Um, But I have the chocolate, like I have the protein puddings when I want them. Like I have, I have a lot more balance now. And I feel like, mm-hmm. like I don't really have like rules around food. I just know, like, I know what the good stuff is. And I know that I want to eat a lot of that because it makes me feel good, but I have whatever I want at the same time. So that's kind of like where I'm at with things now. I feel like Like, I feel like I have a balanced approach and a good relationship with food. Yeah, that's really, really interesting, Claire. And what age, um, what age would you have said that you kind of had that awareness that like, or the thoughts of food that you considered bad at the time would have made you um, gain weight? You know, it's just something I suppose I was probably very fortunate growing up. I never, maybe because I didn't eat much all I ever wanted to do was eat more and more variety and I really I probably I never had to worry about weight or I never even looked at myself and was like oh god you might put no weight it was something it just never happened for me you know and I was very fortunate in a sense but I always probably wished to be more adventurous and even I remember one of my very good friends my neighbor growing up she used to have the what I would have thought like the nicest the best foods and like such a variety of different fruit and vegetables that I never even heard of and she's put them in her meals and this even from a young young age and I used to be like I'd love to like those I'd love to be able to try them because I knew they sounded good I knew they looked good I just couldn't but I suppose it's very different like you were at that age being like oh god I probably shouldn't touch that because it has too much x in it whereas I was like I can have whatever I want whenever I want but I just didn't like certain things you know that's so interesting I I think like from a young age I kind of liked everything I had like a pretty varied palette but I would say I couldn't pinpoint an exact age, but I would be saying from like eight, nine, ten years old, wow. I was aware of these things. Um, I, and I remember being conscious of them. And 
I think it was from like I don't know where I picked up like the thoughts like maybe some of it was from home my mom would have been always someone who was going to Weight Watchers trying to lose Mm -hmm. weight I feel like my mom and my aunties would have been always talking about like weight loss I feel like Mm -hmm. there was probably like you know words thrown around around oh that food's fattening like and like Mm -hmm. those things and somehow like that stuff like got into my brain a little bit that like yeah I want to be eating fattening foods and I never had a weight problem when I was younger and then like that but I just remember being conscious of it and I feel like I was like just knew that I wanted to eat clean and that like that was going to be quote-unquote better um and like I, I guess I I had that thought that I didn't want to gain unnecessary weight yeah well it's so it's so interesting to see the difference but like, I mean, I'm just thinking of you there. I'm, I'm a primary school teacher. And to think of like eight and nine, like, I mean, that's third and fourth class in school. So I suppose it is important, as you said, like your environment can shape like your thoughts and actions. And it might not necessarily be your mom or your auntie. It could be like women in a coffee shop having a conversation that the children are exposed to and they're labeling certain things with good and bad, fattening, you know, uh, clean, healthy it's I suppose making children aware from a very young age to try and have that balanced approach but it's very hard for let's say generations gone by were only exposed to this sort of language around food and they were told it's black or white there was no such thing as happy middle ground and they would either be on it or off it technically you know it'd come to a wedding weekend and they'd be like that's it all I'm releasing you know the inner me that wants to have all this bad food and then they go and go and go and they're like oh I'll be pounding the roads now next week so if you're hearing those things from a young age and then you start to kind of struggle with weight as it goes on, your mind will go back to that place and be like, oh, what was good? What was bad? And then you'll go into like this kind of extreme. So I just find that so interesting that you kind of have those distinct memories of having those thoughts from such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, I think like at that age, you don't really like you don't know how to interpret things that people say. And Mm -hmm. you don't really like I just feel like back then, like, the internet wasn't like all that much of a thing back then and you don't have access to the internet when you're eight or you don't know how to use it anyway that you like there was no ability to go and like look up things or anything like yeah. that not that it would have been a good idea to go looking up things because who knows what it found <laughs> but I feel like you know like now like I'd know how to interpret things and maybe yeah and maybe I wouldn't if I wasn't educated in the area either but yeah it, it is amazing how those beliefs can kind of infiltrate and I guess it's a good thing for us to be aware of like what kind of message we're sending out there and like I guess like for parents or anyone who is around kids like to be mindful around those things yeah for sure um I know my my um cousin now has a young baby and she's developing his palate at the minute and she was saying like what she hopes for him in the future because maybe she might have been of the same mindset of you or me when we were younger and not had exposure to things and kind of saw things in food groups as opposed to like a whole host of things that you can have in a balanced manner and she was like I just wish this literally she she told me this the other day that like that's what she wants for him when he grows up that he sees that he can have everything at the right time and there's there's good goodness in almost everything yeah given that it's you know time well and I think parents are way more aware of that now an awful lot of parents who joined the tribe like they want to have they want to change some of their food habits and develop good food habits so they can be really good role models and they don't want to pass on any like like beliefs that don't help their children onto them which I think is amazing and maybe that wasn't really something that was 
as much of a thought process in the past, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, no, I think I totally agree with you. And as you said, like even exposure to the internet or things like exposure to online training or working with nutritionists, um, you know, health coaches, wellness coaches, everything, gut health healers, the the whole lot. We have a whole host of people that we can reach out to now and kind of for help. So if you are stuck, it only takes a quick a quick search to find the right person to get in touch with. I'm not saying go off everything you see on the internet because some of it isn't is misleading information, but there are a lot of good good quality um information out there that's very easy access yeah 100 um so next thing i'd love to touch on what are like the most common mistakes you see like people or our clients um like have made in the past or like make around nutrition what what are the things that really stand out to you that are like oh this always crops up um I suppose one thing that I really notice and it's probably something that has only kind of hit home very recently is just from I suppose working with a lot of people even seeing people's like Q&As online and whatnot and what people are constantly going back to is um I think people think that when they're going on like a health and wellness journey or finding the best and happiest healthiest version of themselves um and they're trying to maybe lose a bit of weight or put on muscle or shed body fat um, whatever their goal might be they think that they have to cut down everything so while when they have a calorie target maybe some people work off calorie target others don't that they think that everything needs to reduce like their even their main meal sizes so what's happening I see a lot is people are trying to achieve a breakfast lunch and dinner that's under nearly 400 calories or 450 calories leaving themselves really hungry after their meals and then they're snacking way more and they're like, oh, I wish I could have more calories because I need more snacks. But if you just add 100 calories to every meal, your main meals, you won't feel the need to reach for something or reach for something and still be hungry. Like we shouldn't be hungry after a main meal. I've had my breakfast there an hour and a half ago and I'm still satiated. You know, I'm not reaching for a cup of tea and a, and a biscuit straight away after. Whereas I do find that that is something that we can all work on. And I suppose even for me to put that out as a bit more of a message is, can you find a bit more and get a bit more from your main meals and then see what you need to snack on, not to plan your snacks in advance and cut your main meals so you can have these snacks. Do you get me? Absolutely. I feel like it comes from the kind of like, you know, the kind of, if it fits your macros kind of like movement where people are trying to fit in like as much of the things like as much of the chocolate and as much of the nice things into their calories while still losing weight as they can whereas like sometimes you'd actually just be better eating more in your main meals like feeling satiated like you said and just like having a smaller amount of like the things you really like then and I totally agree with you I think that like uh like eating like a, a proper meal that satiates you more you'll end up like probably eating less or wanting less like over the yeah. course of the day if you do that yeah I know I've even done it in the past um in years gone by when I was trialing you know different ways yeah. of fine balance or achieving balance and achieving what I wanted in terms of performance but like that you're nearly looking at how can I fit in like three chocolate bars and um plus a mid-morning snack plus maybe an, a late night snack before bed and it's like no look at how can I get the food that I really want in first the food that's really going to benefit me in terms of health and satiation figure out those meals and then see if you're still hungry if you still reach for those snacks you probably will only want that post cup of tea post dinner kind of snack in the evening you won't be reaching for that one when you come in from work 
yeah. or that one if your lunch was fulfilling enough you know yeah, yeah. um and I've I've done it too. I've one hundred percent done it. And there's still days where like maybe I there's still days where I get it wrong. Where like maybe I haven't like mm-hmm. had a, like a satiating enough meal, and I'm like hungry for a snack later. And I suppose I think some of it comes from the fact that like people maybe if they're trying to like stick to a certain amount of food or stick to a certain amount of calories, maybe don't trust themselves to not be hungry in the evening or at night time before going to bed and they're trying to leave stuff over um yeah then like like but then it kind of like I guess like you do want more than in the evening if you've taken too many calories out from extra from earlier in the day so it's like try like I guess like trial and error try trusting yourself and eating a bit more and see what you feel like then in the evening versus the day where you leave lots of calories for the evening and then you are that bit hungrier yeah, I totally agree. And I think it comes down to as well, kind of listening a bit more and being a bit more in tune with your own hunger cues. You know, I'm all for people doing what they want in terms of their approach towards their nutrition throughout the day. But if you're trying to suppress like your hunger cues in order to wait for something that you want later, that's where I kind of would be like, okay, I'm going to need to have a chat with you here and see, can we figure this out a bit better? Because you're going to upset your body, body's natural rhythm. And then that infiltrates into things like your hormone imbalances and whatnot. So I think it is important to really listen to your hunger cues. Like, am I hungry now? Do Have I had my main meal? No. Can I have it now? Yes, absolutely. You know, and go have what you want. Stop for a few minutes after. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes and see, am I still hungry? Or was I going to reach for that chocolate bar? Or not, like, we keep saying chocolate. I love chocolate. I have chocolate every day, so I don't want to demonize it at all. Um, but am I going to reach for that packet of crisps or whatever it might be for you? And if after 15 minutes you're like, oh, no. I'm okay. Then maybe that was just like habits kicking in from having done that before because you've over restricted in terms of your meals. So yeah, Back. tuning in with your hunger cues. Yeah, and I think um uh like with that sometimes goes like people like trying to cut out the dietary fat from meals to make it a little bit lower calorie. Yeah, when actually like having dietary fat in the meal is going to be something that is more satiating and to lead and leads to you feeling fuller. So I think like keeping some dietary fat in your meals as well is going to be important rather than taking the fat out to leave more calories for snacks in the evening. Totally, totally um, agree. Is important. Yeah. Um, what's, I think, um, oh, go on. Uh, I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, what's the, what, what, what's the biggest mistake I see? And stand I guess, out for you. Yeah. Uh, the one standout that's just in my brain is just like, I guess, I'm thinking a little bit in relation to weight loss because that's what we see a lot with our clients and that's what an awful lot of the majority of people I talk to are chatting to me about weight loss. So biggest mistake I see is people just going like too restrictive with things when they're trying to lose weight and just like cutting out too many calories and it just not being sustainable. And I think like part of this comes from people just wanting to see a lot of weight loss quickly, maybe from an experience they've had in the past where they would have lost a lot of weight in the first two weeks of a diet. And then they think that like, oh sure, like a pound a week, that's no good. Like that's not successful at all. Whereas I'd way prefer to see people go into a, like a more moderate calorie deficit that is sustainable, like when they want to lose weight, that allows them like to actually still feel okay and still feel energized and, you know, get to their goals over time rather than it being like a really strict thing for a week or two and then a 
like I can't sustain this and I'm going to yeah. like eat everything that's in sight kind of thing. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for me is like just I feel it's a, it's a trap that like so many people fall into. It's a tempting one because like everyone wants to see results fast, but it's just it's not sustainable. And I think if if I could like change people's approach to weight loss in that yeah. way, I think that would like be one of the things I'd really like love to like the message I'd really love to hammer home yeah I completely agree and that was like my second thing that I had in mind what I was going to say to you is like too much too soon and I think as well that brings you know as as a coach for you for someone to approach you and be like this is how I want to do it and it's a very hard thing then for you to say well you don't want them you you have to just kind of educate them on what you think see what they think and then come to an agreement and maybe they will have to try it and find out the hard way unfortunately for a little while and be like okay they'll come back to you then and be like or back to me and be like that wasn't really sustainable you know I did see a rapid change but now I'm back to where I was because I I really kind of it was it almost creates like a binge restrict mentality which we're trying to pull away from and I suppose people don't realize the effect while the weight can be coming off quick next thing other things start to be affected like your sleep you know um just your overall energy throughout the day your um ability to kind of have like good energy as a person around other people that even drops off and they don't realize maybe that side of things until they experience it yeah yeah and I guess like it just sprung to my mind there like when you said that I guess there's there's a caveat to that in that like there is a good bit of research like you know now supporting aggressive dieting in certain in certain circumstances um where someone will go into a large calorie deficit for the shorter period of time to see results faster but i feel like that approach needs to be reserved for a person mm-hmm. who really understands what they're doing and that has really clear reasons for wanting to do it and i think that a lot of people who do the restrictive kind of dieting like aren't like really people who understand like what an aggressive diet like is all about and Mm -hmm. they would do it and anyone who does an aggressive diet it's for a short period of time to then be able to maybe diet more moderately and marsh mcdonald talks a lot about this does a lot of research on this and um especially for like an obese person it's something that can like help to get a lot of buy-in initially but um it's just not something that I think everyone should be doing or if they're not educated around it I think it's not the best idea yeah for sure for sure um and I'm pretty sure that that is the way you know mindsets are changing around it and people are becoming aware you nearly wish there wasn't so much exposure to it you nearly wish that it was kind of kept for those certain circumstances or you know as you said the kind of um, smaller group of people who really know and are educated around it whereas I feel like everyone has access to it they see one person doing it and see their results and be like that's what I need to do too but we're all so so different yeah 100% 100% okay so I feel like we've covered kind of the biggest the biggest mistakes that we see yeah I feel like we're both quite passionate about those things but <laughs> like we're to move on now like what are like and these might be kind of along similar lines or maybe there's different things standing out in your head what are like the nutrition tips or strategies or principles that you think could benefit every person and like if you could give us maybe like the lower hanging fruit like the things that are easy for people to implement that you think if 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 more people could do this or could just make sure they're doing this it would have a big impact on their life 
Yeah, so I suppose I'm going to come at it from like kind of an overall health and maybe weight loss standpoint. They kind of cross over, but I'm not going to look at like specific tunnel vision to weight loss. Um, but it does go hand in hand usually. Um, so for someone to kind of feel the best themselves, I think like looking at balanced meals and balanced snacking, like balance in all of your food. And when I say balance, I mean is my port or is my plate made up of you know one third carbs, one third protein, and a half fruit and veg or you know um your other nutrients so um kind of taking that approach to all your meals and when you look at your plate do you see all of those things and can you say tick 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 without needing to track without needing to you know weigh every single thing because I understand some people here weighing your food and they think oh my god that's so time consuming blah 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 and until they get into it they don't understand that it can be very sustainable and easy even in a busy lifestyle but this is something that without any my fitness pal without any scales without anything like that can you look at your plate and come to see that that is like take a picture almost in your mind and be like that balance right there i'm achieving that i'm hitting it from a health perspective i'm hitting it from a fueling perspective i'm hitting it from a recovery and repair if i'm working out i'm getting protein in trying to hit that at every meal and it takes practice and it takes consistency but you will come to a point where I'm probably at right now where I'm almost maybe too much the other way. When I go out for a meal, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I didn't get enough protein in there. You know, <laughs> I can nearly feel it in myself after. I'm like, I'm not recovering, you know, um, but because I'm hungry after I know where I know where I need to be. You know, I can nearly see a plate and say what, whether it's going to give me everything that I need. <laughs> um, I know that sounds hilarious, but it is where I'm at. Um <laughs> But I do think that that is something people people can really do. And that's a very low-hanging fruit. And it's very easy. It requires no equipment, no understanding, really, you know, bar to know what your macronutrients are and to know that veg is good for you. And can I have a variety to increase your fiber? You know, yeah. that for me, that's a huge thing. Yeah, 100%. And that, that alone, like, is, like, an absolute game changer. If people were to implement that, then, like that that's life-changing if someone isn't doing it already and I know mm-hmm. I did a coaching call inside the tribe back a few weeks ago and I called it like the PMFC method just to kind of make yeah. it memorable for people so and I think it ties in with what you're saying so P for protein M for micronutrients so you're talking about your fruit and your veg and your good stuff um F for some good fats and C for your carbs so if you can like fulfill all of those all the time then you are winning um I think like for me if I was to just give like one really easy tip that I think everyone could benefit from if they're not doing it already it's it's just more fruit and veg like more fruit and veg in the diet and like a variety of fruit and veg like don't be having the same ones every week like different colors and like test yourself to when you're going to the supermarket can you pick up one new one that you didn't have last week or that you haven't had for the last few weeks if everybody could do that, have more fruit and veg, like minimum, minimum, minimum five portions a day, like mm-hmm. up to eight ideally. Um, and they're like experimenting with different ones each week. I feel like that would make a huge difference to people's lives because you're getting more vitamins, you're getting more minerals, you're getting more fiber, which most people don't get enough of. I think like that alone and like you're you're you'd be doing great. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And that's actually something when I did the coaching call on gut health in the in in the tribe was um, increasing the fiber like that. But 
doing it without having to look at the numbers, just going to the supermarket, as you said, and picking up something different. And I think now with things like online shopping and whatnot, it can become very easy just to click reorder, reorder. So yeah. I do it even when I go to the shop, I reach for the strawberries, I reach for the blueberries, I reach for There's some things I love and I will always include them, but I have made so much more of a conscious effort in the last um couple of months I'd say since last autumn maybe uh, to reach for different seeds instead of like a one seed pack that you get the three seed mix or instead of just the red pepper you get the red green and yellow because they all provide you with different food for the gut um, and different plants and fibers and we need to have that variety in our diets for good good health which in turn makes you happier because that's where your happy hormones are mostly produced so we want to have that so it has a whole host of benefits so if you can take Claire's um advice there and just increase increase it by one this week increase it by two next week and then build from there we, we're not saying to go out and go shopping and pick 50 different fruits this week you know 100 <laughs> percent, and I, I always think of them in terms of colors I'm like okay well did I have something green this week did I have something red this mm-hmm. week did I have something purple and like try and think of it like in line with the rainbow a little bit um so no I think like we don't want to go into that anymore because we want to keep that simple it's like can you do can you have like the more balanced plate like Maureen was talking about and that fits in with the more fruit and veg that I mentioned there and if yeah if everyone's taking those like you are like you're doing well um so we're going to go through a little quick fire round Maureen now on your thoughts on just like uh, a few things that can be a little bit controversial and we're just going to plow through it because we don't want this to we don't want to be here for the day um so quick fire thoughts on bread love it keep it in your diet um it's good for you it's good fuel keep it going how about you 100 same page love bread don't demonize it it's a great food and it gets a it gets too much of a bad rap um yeah. carbs after six absolutely would have no issue with them they don't um increase in calories or they don't attack your body or anything crazy like that post 6 p.m so yeah include them 100 percent. no need for the fear no need for the bad rap um it's crazy to think that they'd be fine at like 555 but at 605 that there'd be something wrong with them so no absolutely especially for an athlete you need them um okay uh thoughts on protein i'll go first this time like go on most people aren't eating enough of it. Um, try and get like a basic recommendation, 1.5 grams per kg body weight in your diet. If you can, it'll keep you fuller. You'll be more satiated. It'll help your recovery and so much more. You? Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more. Everything you said there, complete sense. Uh, life with an adequate amount of protein in it um, is a whole lot better. And you will understand that once you try to increase it. And if you're struggling with hunger, get on it um okay I'll go first to the next one too so keto diet um so I think not necessary for majority of people if you have epilepsy then absolutely it's something that is researched in that area but if you're doing it for weight loss then it's just it's not necessary and it's not very sustainable totally agree there are much more balanced and simpler ways of achieving weight loss than trying to hit what people are saying ketosis is um and cutting out whole food groups i just wouldn't be a fan of yeah agreed um thoughts on cutting out sugar which is probably what i was trying to do back in my younger days back in the day with claire um cutting out sugar i don't think it's achievable because sugar comes in so many different forms um for me 
no, I would cut out maybe refined sugars or pull back on them um, or ultra processed things that are very high in that type of sugar. But um, all in all, a little bit of sugar is nothing but goodness. 100%. What do you think? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like obviously having loads of refined sugars, it's not going to be health promoting, but we don't need to fear it. And like sugar is not a bad thing. Like sugar in fruit, like naturally occurring sugars are really, really healthy and don't need to be demonized. Even sugar in chocolate, if it's in moderation, no need to dwell on it. Okay. Um, thoughts on like this kind of goes in line, but low carb diets, because I think a lot of people there, there is still a lot of fear around carbs out there. Um, I think there, that is one of the most common ones that I see thrown out there, even worldwide. I've you know, friends and family everywhere. Um, and that conversation comes up, comes up, comes up, and it just can't seem to be put to bed. I am all for the carbs. You need them to have energy. Um, yes, you can reduce them a small bit but I would not be really recommending it to too many people. Um, I'm for them. Have them in a balanced manner. If you're balanced in your plate and you're not over, over filling them with the carbohydrates, there is no problem with them. And we need them for fuel, for athletes, for young people growing up. And also everyone needs them. I was going to say women in particular, but everybody, everybody needs them. 100%. And if you try and go really low carb, you're cutting out fiber and fiber is so important for overall health. So just like yeah. it's not necessary and not sustainable and not not really a good idea for most people. Um, okay, so thoughts on I'll go first with this one. One hundred percent clean eating. Um, that's you, younger you. That was me. <laughs> um, I like. There's nothing wrong with it in the sense that like if that's your vibe and you really enjoy it and it's really sustainable for you, then absolutely grand. But it's just, it's not really necessary. And like, if you like the bit of chocolate and the bit of ice cream, like absolutely fine to include it in moderation. So it's just, it's not necessary. And if you think that like you can't have the other things and still be healthy, then you are mistaken. Yeah, totally agree. I actually am going to do a little bit more than quick fire here. I did a period of completely clean eating um, when I was first introduced to the gym, going back probably 10, 11 years ago. Um fantastic in terms of like I you know I felt good and everything I was very lean everything like that but I did find that you're what ends up happening if you're clean eating is you kind of refine yourself to a certain group of foods and you tend to have the same pattern of foods over and over again so therefore you're not getting that variety in that you need um you know you'll have because certain foods have more volume so you might opt for let's say the pineapple or you might just have chicken and rice and broccoli and I just think life is about so much more than that and you can achieve your goals there are times where people can clean eat and it's, as you said it's not the end of the world but if it starts affecting your social circles or your situations where you're around family and friends and things like that to a, a major degree I'm like I don't think it's best practice yeah absolutely I couldn't agree more with that it's like it's not not that clean eating is a bad thing in any way but no. if it is impacting you like psychologically and socially then I think it can have negative impacts yeah so Totally agree. Um, thoughts on juice diets? Not a fan at all. <laughs> um, you need, you know, we need to eat our food. Like our um, everything digestion, everything starts in our mouth. If you're not getting a chance to eat your food, really take it in, absorb all the flavors, get the different textures, even for your teeth, for everything. I'm like, no, juice diets, absolutely not. 
Yeah. So I tried one at one stage. It was like the five two juice diet, and it's miserable. I'm starving. Like, um, it's just not a good idea. And like, I I couldn't even do it for I say two days. So no, not yeah. No, no. Or juice shake diets, any of that. Like I remember years ago, this thing Lipotrim was around. Yeah. I remember like the older generations when we were younger, we were watching them trying out these, and they were could barely t- take them down. They could barely stomach the drinks. And they were just having that and having nothing else. They were starving. They were kept going on about it. And while the weight loss was absolutely rapid, the outsider <laughs> that when you go back to normal eating, that all changes. Yeah. Like <laughs> and you've learned nothing. You're probably like, you could be less than like 600 calories on some of those. Like, of course, it's going to be mm-hmm. rapid. Yeah. And th- that's yeah. it. You've learned nothing. Um, okay. I'll go first with the next one. Fat burning supplements. Um, I too have tried these in the past. Ones I saw on Dr. Oz and um absolute waste of time so don't go buying fat burning supplements they're not evidence-based they're not like they're just not what you need if you're looking to lose weight they're not going to help all that much like a lot of them like the active ingredient is caffeine so it's not going to be much more beneficial than drinking a coffee so i'd be steering away from them very very um much so yeah absolute waste of money you can spend your money on so much better things like go buy that coffee with your friend have a catch-up and there you go fat burner social interaction all in one <laughs> yeah go for a walk <laughs> um, yeah okay last one detoxes like do you know like your detox teas and all that kind of skinny teas and all that stuff yeah so when you mentioned detox like I can think of it in a healthy way or I can okay. think of it down those roads yes. um so where I went to first when you said detox where my mind went first was like time and place there is a time and place where I do think maybe after a long period of a change pattern of eating maybe if you've been away in a different country and you really just want to reset your body just to go back to what you would normally have is what I would consider a detox I wouldn't Yay. consider it and maybe assign yourself a couple of rules like I might not eat a takeout for like one or two weeks until I kind of make sure that I'm hitting all the nutrients that I normally get and that's kind of my where my mind went with detox but then when you mentioned the teas and the you know the skinny teas and all these detox supplements and whatnot absolutely not they're just laxatives basically (laughs) and I mean if you want to spend your days on the toilet yeah you'll lose weight but that's a lot of you're dehydrating yourself as well so I don't know (laughs) what do you think an expensive way of getting diarrhea um yeah (laughs) it's funny how when like so I had just detox written down and obviously I'd sent that to you and um when it's funny that your brain went to that and my brain went to detox tea I know um I guess like I wouldn't consider I I really like what you said and I I guess I just wouldn't use the word detox like with it habitually in my mind just because I would think Mm -hmm. that's just like kind of getting back to normal kind of thing and yeah if anyone is telling you like that you need to do a detox be it like a juice cleanse or any of those things like your liver and your kidneys are there for that reason they detox your body of any of the things if you've been on like a big week of drink or whatever that I totally agree with what you said get back to normal and if you want to cut out the takeaways and things for a while so that you feel better grand but yeah I feel like that's a good idea um yeah that's so interesting um I know that you are caught for time so we are going to finish up there any parting words you want to leave the listeners with 
Um, yeah, well, the response from the last podcast was actually really good. I got some lovely messages and people, you know, very encouraging and want to hear a bit more of it. So what I just would like to say, if there is anyone listening and you'd like to hear anything specific from myself and Claire, we're open to suggestions. We're always looking for new topics and something fun to kind of engage with and educate ourselves on and try and help people in the process. So, um, yeah, just reach out to us on either of our pages, basically. 100 100% echo that i'm really enjoying um these giant podcasts way more fun than me talking on my own so yeah give us some topics so that we can discuss them in a little bit more detail i've really enjoyed this thank you for being here and we'll chat to you all soon thank you so much for listening to the claire o'sullivan podcast i hope you are enjoying it if you are please make sure you hit subscribe and drop us a review and we will catch you in the next episode